expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Good afternoon. I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. In Taiwan news, the Taiex opened up nine points this morning from Friday's close at seventeen thousand two hundred and fifty-six on turnover of four point eight billion NT. The market took a dive on Friday as pressure on select old economy stocks, especially those in the transportation sector, gradually spread to other industries to push the Taiex into negative territory. However, the bellwether electronics sector remained resilient, led by large-cap semiconductor stocks, to prevent the broader market from falling further. The Central Epidemic Command Center is reporting 14 new coronavirus cases. Twelve of the cases are domestic infections. And six of them are being reported in New Taipei, four in Taipei, and one each in Taoyuan and Taichung. The imported cases involve Taiwanese nationals who recently returned home from India and Mexico, and they both tested positive while in quarantine. The latest cases bring the total number here in Taiwan since the pandemic began to fifteen thousand six hundred and eighty-eight. Two new deaths are also being reported: both males, one in his sixties and the other in his seventies. And that brings the coronavirus death toll here in Taiwan to seven hundred and eighty-nine. The Council of Indigenous Peoples has been celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day, with a focus on Taiwan's Aboriginal Olympic athletes. The August first event also commemorates the 27th anniversary of the introduction of the government's official collective designation for Aborigines here in Taiwan. Taiwan's Aboriginal athletes at the Tokyo Olympics have released a video message marking the occasion, and that video included comments by So Weightlifter Feng Wanling, Taiwan Judo Silver Medalist Yang Yunwei, and Amis Weightlifting Gold Medalist Guo Xingchun, who all said they are proud of their Aboriginal identities. In international news, the United States has joined the United Kingdom and Israel in accusing Iran of carrying out a deadly drone strike that killed two aboard a tanker off Oman. British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said his country and its allies planned a coordinated response over the strike Thursday night on the oil tanker Mercer Street. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken soon followed, saying there was no justification for this attack, which follows a pattern of attacks and other belligerent behavior. Iran earlier denied being involved. Israel's prime minister directly blamed Iran and made a veiled threat about retaliating.
The strike on the Mercer Street marked the first known fatal attack after years of assaults on commercial shipping in the region, linked to tensions with Iran over its tattered nuclear deal. Meanwhile, in the U.S., wildfires continue to burn throughout parts of the West, with officials reporting at least seven new ones over the weekend. AP correspondent Julie Walker reports. Oregon's bootleg fire, the largest in the country at over 413,000 acres, it destroyed 400 structures. But spokesperson Al Nash said over the weekend containment went from 53 percent to 74 percent. It represents a pretty significant jump in the amount of containment that we have on this fire. Um, And so we feel really good. California's Dixie Fire, the largest in the state at more than 244,000 acres, is 32 percent contained. Cal Fire's Rick Carhart. There's a better chance that, that an evacuation order or warning is going to be either Uh, lowered or lifted. According to federal authorities, 91 active fires are burning in western states. I'm Julie Walker. And that's the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun.